0: hey how's it going everyone it's uh julian and uh this is graphic journey and today i'm going to be podcasting with david deg hi guys and today's topic is going to be about um his experience of work and just basically his journey throughout his whole um career so uh, we're going to start off with the first question um, the first question is, tell me a bit about
1: yourself, uh, David. All right. Well, um, I'm from a small town in Northern Ontario, uh, called Sturgeon Falls. Um, I came to Ottawa in uh, the early two thousands to come and study graphic and web design at, uh, Um, and, uh, I guess some bit of my passion and hobbies are the outdoors and a few other things uh, related to the outdoors. Um, I'm also a father, and I just recently purchased a home, so I'm busy doing renovations.
0: Hmm. That's good. Okay. Why did you choose graphic design as a profession?
1: Okay, well, uh, I hadn't uh, started uh, an, or chosen uh, graphic design at the beginning. Uh, I completed my um, diploma in nature, conservation, and forestry. But uh, through going through that process, I realized that I couldn't necessarily find the job I was looking for. Uh, so I decided to uh, take a new direction. I had some uh, natural abilities in, uh, in the arts and uh, drawing. So I thought it would be a, a good fit for me to uh, do graphic design. Perfect.
0: Um, if there
1: was anything
0: you would change,
1: what would it be? Well, I I don't think I would change anything major. Um, My path and experiences was really, uh, and has been rewarding. Um, I had a chance to work with a lot of great people and work on many cool projects. Uh, So I don't think I would necessarily change something um, uh, through the the path I've I've taken. Okay, perfect.
0: Um, What was graphic design um, like during your period of time? Because... As of today, it's totally different than what it was back then. So uh, I would want to know like how it was before. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. um,
1: Well, back in the early 2000s, I would say the Internet was a bit in its infancy. Um, We it wasn't as elaborate as we have today. There was a lot of research we had to do through books and magazines. Uh, Stock photography has started to come up and you could still download some fonts. But um, YouTube wasn't quite as mature as it was. There wasn't sites like Behance or Instagram or Pinterest. Um, print was still popular. Uh, we we're still seeing a lot of things being printed, but we started to see that clients were, um, were starting to require or ask for digital files like PDFs. We weren't seeing a lot of brochures being done. Um, some of the paper mills that were producing, all the paper we'd use for the print materials, were starting to close down, especially in Canada and other American uh, states. And you could sort of see the writing on the wall. Um, some of the print material was going away. And uh, I had started to uh, specialize a bit more in web development and design, uh, because I could see that um, there was a lot more uh, requests around that, uh, that type of design. Um... Where do you see yourself in the next few years? Okay, well, uh, I worked in the private sector uh, for about eight years and I've been in the the public service for about 12 years. I would say I probably still will be in the private sector and the public sector uh, with uh, probably in charge of a team. Uh, I am starting to um, learn how to work with artificial intelligence as well as data visualization and Uh, trying to stay ahead with the trends around responsive and mobile development. Um, But I hope that within the next uh, 10 or less years, I'll start looking for early retirement. I have a few plans that I want to start developing with um, a laser printer that I have and a few other things that uh, I'd like to start uh, working on.
0: Okay, perfect. What's one thing you wish you have known um, when you began your career?
1: Okay, well, I think one of the things that is good for a young designer is to to not be afraid of doing freelancing. I think uh, one of the things that allows a a younger designer to start is to, you know, to get their feet wet, to learn how to work with clients and on different kinds of projects. But one of the things that I think I'd recommend is um, that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to accept all the projects that you, that are pushed your way by new clients um, especially if they don't necessarily recognize your talents or your time Uh, and if you do move ahead with freelancing you know you have to make sure to negotiate your price Uh, there's nothing wrong also of asking a 50 percent deposit Um, it shows that the client is more serious Uh, and also doing pro bono work that's when you do work for free uh, essentially it allows you to explore and to do more creative work um, but just make sure if you're doing pro bono work that uh, they aren't necessarily taking advantage of uh, you or your time.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. And you also have to be uh, really professional about it. So. That's right. What advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career similar to, your, to yours?
1: Okay, well, um, uh, to start off, it's, it, you know, it's not necessarily an easy job. Um, one of the things that makes it a bit more of a challenge is you have to deal with a lot of opinions. You know, people uh, tend to value and to believe they understand design and, and color and photos. Uh, and you have to be ready to you know take on some criticism. Um, it's not always constructive. So that, I think that's one of the things that you have to be ready to take. Um, if you're also a good designer, you're always going to be in a bit of an eternal battle for perfection. Um, I find I've never... Always been truly satisfied with the work I've done, even though um, I'm still proud of the work. Um, and you also want to stay open. So if you're doing something and somebody gives you feedback, you have to be open to realize, okay, you know, maybe what they've said is is uh, makes sense, and maybe I need to change direction a bit. But that comes down to being confident. Um, it's okay to, um, you know, to, to 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 have a certain position, but um, you know, at some point you need to make a decision, and it's good to be confident.
0: Mm -hmm. everyone else's opinions also like matter so like um, because when I when I'm in class I usually ask my friends you know like uh if they uh what's their advice on one of my projects and sometimes these give like uh, really helpful advice and I just take it and it makes the project even better so Yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's that's correct
0: what are the best resources that have helped you along the way
1: well, to tell you honestly, I would say uh, the internet, plain and simple. Um, I think there's a lot of things you can learn from watching, and it's going to sound funny, but l- looking at YouTube, understanding how to do something in Illustrator or Photoshop or even just uh, documentaries on design or, or, um, or podcasts that are announcing certain things. Um, you can also look at Behance, Instagram, and now there's Dribbble. Uh, there's also been Pinterest's. Uh, now on the internet you can get many fonts for free there's a lot of free stock photography even video uh there's a lot of leading edge designers that are sharing what they're doing um and also start to explore and and to um to play around with responsive websites and try and stay ahead of the trends uh i think those are those would be the fundamentals
0: mm-hmm. and you you also can't like inspire yourself too much from others you know you got to still um show your style and show, you know, your work. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Who are the three people who have uh, been the most influential to you?
1: Well, I'd have to say over the years, I, I definitely respect and appreciate the creative work from Steven Sagmeister uh, and Michael Schwab. I think that's how you pronounce his name and a number of typographies like uh, Jonathan Hoefler, Eric Spiekerman and Matthew uh, Carter. Um, the reason I, I appreciate the work from Steven Sagmeister is uh, if you, if designers go and check out his work, you'll see that it's very avant-garde. It's very, um, it's very out there. It's very experimental. Um, I appreciate Michael Schwab's uh, Schwab's, uh illustrative skills. Um, I like the contrast that he produces and the type that he chooses. And um, I've always been passionate about typography. So the the ones the typographers I, meant, typographers I mentioned are are extremely good. Uh, you'll probably end up using some of their fonts uh, when you're doing the projects you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, so uh, what kind of designer are you? Are you an illustrator? Are you a web designer? Are you a typography um, designer? Like.
1: Okay. Well, I, I believe I've got a varied scope of experience. Um, I find that I do have a specialization for logo design as well as stationary design, even though we don't see as many uh, stationary designs now it's more business cards. Um, as I was saying, I've, I've been a web developer for over 20 years now. Um, so I think that would be another strong point. And I definitely like layout design for publications like magazines and other but um, I have to say that uh, if you were to put me um, with a bunch of designers, uh, I think my uh, logo designs would, would stand out. Perfect. Okay, so how has
0: graphic design um, evolved?
1: Well, I would say that uh, the design principles have not necessarily changed significantly. I think the grid and, and the alignments and the, the scale and and the balances that we see are are pretty much the same. But I think one of the things that have changed more significantly is how the information is presented and the transportability of that information. Uh, Now we're seeing more designers being specialized in responsive and mobile. Uh, We're seeing a lot more motion graphics, uh, UX, social media. We're also seeing virtual and augmented reality. Uh, Some designers are getting good in 3D and animation. Uh, We're also seeing a lot of experimental design around buildings, uh, museums and with the advent of artificial intelligence that's also been online for a little while, that's also going to change what we see. The other thing too is the software has significantly changed to do prototyping. Um, Especially now you can now do uh, 3D capabilities. Um, A lot of the design looks much more realistic. We're we're talking about 4K, 5K monitors, the colors are more vivid. Um, And also because people have their phone on them all the time, you're seeing amazing photography, amazing footage. Um, And a lot of those resources are being created by pretty much a lot of different people. And that, um, I don't think that was as significant or as widespread back uh, when I started.
0: Have you ever freelanced yourself and uh, how was it? Was it, was it, did you go through any difficulties on um, what was your experience?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I have to say I have, and I continue being a freelancer. Um, I enjoy the work, but I now after 20 years of doing design, um, I pretty much select my projects and clients um there's a lot of effort now with uh, clients you know they, they you, you 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 sort of underestimate sometimes what they'll ask and and some of them are can be a little bit pickier than uh, than you'd expect um the other thing too is with the advent of uh, templates and and all these other sites like wix and and all these um these things they can get to uh sometimes it's not necessarily valued what you do so you have to Um, you know, you have to work harder and you have to make sure that, um, your client is aware of the value you bring. Um, so at this time I, I still do freelance, but it's, it's much more pro bono, meaning that it's, it's mostly free. Um, but, uh, if I was to get a larger project, I I would definitely consider it.
0: Mm -hmm. Is it also hard finding, um, clients when you started doing freelancing or?
1: Yeah, I would say it depends. Um. If you're if you if you're putting uh, if you're putting your ad on Facebook or on KGG or something else, uh, you will end up getting some clients that will contact you. Maybe not necessarily the, the kinds of clients you want to work with. Um, it depends. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you seek out clients on a continual basis, I think that should um, that should enable you to, to get contracts or or projects. Uh, I, I guess it depends.
0: Yeah, even uh, sometimes throughout, like uh, friends or family members, you know, like sometimes Yeah, you need
1: exactly. Care. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's good. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you, um, do you prefer to work as a team or do you prefer just working by on your own and just basically just solo?
1: I think I like both. Um, if it was a team context, which I'm part of now, I'd want to make sure they are definitely talented, uh, they're dependable, they're creative but more importantly, that they're autonomous. Um, when, you, when, you, when you've been doing stuff for projects for about 20 years or more, um, you, you want people that are able to, to work on their own and to consult. Um, and I think that's where the autonomy is important. When it comes to solo work, uh, I, I enjoy it as well, but as long as it's still stimulating, um, I have a lot of large scale responsibilities at work now, more as a project manager uh, than a designer. But, um, you know, if the work is stimulating and it's interesting and, and I like doing it, then, you know, I, I'm good with uh, doing some solo work.
0: Perfect. When you do freelancing or just work for someone, um, how do you handle tight deadlines? Like, is it stressful? Is it hard to obtain um, those deadlines?
1: Okay. Um I would say that uh, I definitely don't like uh, deadlines, and I think I wouldn't be the only one saying that. Um, but they do need to exist. If we didn't have a deadline per se, then you know we wouldn't necessarily move forward with certain parts of the project or our full project. It definitely creates pressure on designers to produce um, mostly quickly, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've stepped a little bit away from doing some of the freelance because some of the clients are, are not always necessar- necessarily realistic, but I think if you're looking at deadlines, you definitely have to prioritize your work. So if you have uh, five projects on the go, two projects on, on the go, or 30 projects on the go, you have to be able to make sure that um, you're organized because if you, if you're, as an example, if your files are all over your desktop and you have a deadline to produce three ads and, and a Twitter card and, and a video, you wanna make sure that you're organized enough so you know, okay, well, these are the ones that according to my calendar are due, and these are where I can find the files, and I have backups of those files to ensure that you can meet those deadlines. Um, back when I was uh, doing print production, we had to, as an example, I was doing um, uh, advertising in magazines, and the deadline to pr- to bring in the ad that I created would be, let's say, by midnight on a specific date. Well, I had to ensure that the client had reviewed the, um, uh, the, the the ad and the information that I had downloaded the images and that it was ready in high resolution, but also uploaded to the printer on time. And if I didn't meet that deadline, then the consequence was, in, in that specific case, uh, a loss of about $30,000 to my client for for them to have paid for an ad in them claims, as an example. All
0: right. last but not least, our last question is, um, what have you learned over the years? And um, maybe integrate maybe a little bit of about like when you used to do like back in school or something like that would be would be nice to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think there's a lot of different aspects that I've learned over the years and uh, one of the things that I, th- I think is, is useful for a young designer is to always be conscious of uh, and being curious about new things, about learning uh, uh, new projects, challenging themselves to, to do new projects, to do different styles and to, um, to apply themselves to the work. Um, you need to be pushed beyond your limits sometimes to be able to learn some, some important lessons. Um, and also look to to develop new skills. Uh, It's hard to identify new trends, but if you see certain styles or certain um, projects that are coming out, it's important to try and learn and to continue that learning curve beyond college. Uh, One of the things that enabled me to, I guess, accelerate or to to get better at my work is I was always prototyping. I was always building different things. Uh, When I came out of college, I'd built over 20 different uh, websites in development just to understand how the code was built, what I could do. Uh, back then, we were using a Macromedia Flash, which, which became Adobe Flash, and now we don't really talk about that software anymore. Well, back then, it was, it was something that was hot. It was something that people wanted to see on their site. So I'd learned how to use it, and this was beyond what the college and the, the professors and the, the projects were asking. Um, Same with logos. I was, I built, I'm going to say at least a couple dozen, if not 50 different logos for all these fictional um, companies that existed or didn't exist. I think those are the things that are useful for designers is to, you know, the college will show you, will take you all all the way to a certain point. And after that point, they expect you to go into the the workforce and to either to freelance or to to get uh, experience. Well, to accelerate that experience, I think it's a, it's key and important to 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 take your own time to you know to 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 converse with other designers, to participate in the community, and to um, and to to, uh, to definitely push yourself.
0: For sure. All right. So before you go and uh, the podcast ends, um, I was just also curious about. Um, how has uh, COVID-19 influenced your line of work?
1: Okay. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to say for sure, uh, we're going to see a lot more people teleworking, um, and that's going to impact the way designers are integrated into teams or, or being, um, or, or going for, for contracts and work. I think, um, the, the pandemic has definitely made certain clients a bit on the edge, a bit more conservative around the unknown or um, not. I don't think it's necessarily sure what it all means, but I think it's for sure going to change some of the businesses uh, on a positive note, though, I think it means there's going to be some new products that will emerge uh, new opportunities um, that relate to uh, what's happening in the world uh, as well as traveling. Uh, so, the way that one of the largest impacts I would say is that um, you know the way we travel now and the way we consume and the way we pay for things and the signage is changing so uh, for sure those are going to change it doesn't mean those industries are gonna are gonna go away it just means that they're gonna be changing normally when those changes happen from the consumer level especially designers you know we we are um, we are essentially uh, uh, commercial artists well when change happens at a consumer level that means designers have to adapt to that market Uh, i think it's a bit too early to see uh, what it will mean for designers but for sure it's going to impact the designers industry
0: okay perfect uh uh, thank you very much for coming on this podcast and um yeah thank you
1: thanks for having me great
0: make sure to leave us a subscribe to uh, keep updated with our podcasts and also go check out our social videos as on Spotify, Graphic Journey, and also on Instagram at graph.journey. Make sure to drop us a follow and thank you
1: guys.